Hi, welcome back. This is Dr. Sweet. Welcome back to the Full Circle Living podcast series. We've been unpacking the seven habits of highly effective people. In the previous six podcasts, we have covered each of the habits that leads to effective performance and better interpersonal relationships. Today, we find ourselves with habit seven, unpacking the notion of sharpening the saw, as Stephen Covey puts it in his book. Now, sharpening the saw refers specifically to everything coming full circle, everything coming back to you. To be effective, we've got to devote time to renewing ourselves. Ironically, this is the one thing busy executives and C-suite executives and general folks who are working anywhere devote so little time to. To be effective, we've got to spend time renewing ourselves in four dimensions. We have to renew ourselves physically, spiritually, socially, and mentally. This is the seventh and final habit in the book that Covey covers, and it's really focused around renewal, taking the time to reinvigorate the self. And it's tough to do when there's so much going on in our lives, correct? There's always so much to do that it feels foreign or uncomfortable to sit back, relax, and do nothing. You know, in some traditions, there is a saying, do nothing and accomplish everything. Well, I have to tell you, that's a tough one to wrap our minds around. But let's look at Habit 7 in some more depth. Because Habit 7 surrounds all of the other habits, and it makes every other habit that we've talked about possible. It does so because it preserves and enhances the greatest asset you, as an executive, as a leader, as a teammate, has. And that, that here's the greatest asset you have. Yourself. You are your greatest asset. If we don't pour into you and you don't pour into you, well then, all of the stuff that we talked about in the other podcasts in this series about being proactive, about uh, beginning with the end in mind, thinking win-win, those will have very little meaning if you're not well. So let's unpack these four dimensions in some detail and apply them to the habits. So let's start with the physical dimension, our biological self. The first thing we have to do is make sure that we're medically well and that we're really physically taking care of ourselves. The goal of continuous physical improvement is to exercise our body movement, get movement in a way that will enhance our capacity to be able to work, uh, be able to adapt to situations that that come up and be able to respond from a place of of wellness and health. And to be physically well, there are just a couple of things that we have to be conscious of, right? And that's to eat well, to really uh, balance out our carbohydrates, our proteins, and the fats that we're taking in, and to stay hydrated. Then we should be getting sufficient rest, relaxation, recovery, and sleep. 
Sleep's extremely important to performance and recovery. And then of course, getting movement, getting exercise on a regular basis to build endurance, to increase flexibility, and also enhance and increase our strength. You know, focusing on the physical dimension actually helps habit one. Habit one is the idea of being proactive. And it's hard to be proactive if we're going to be lazy or we're going to be unmotivated and our muscles are not moving and we're not uh, reflecting a sprightly, energetic self. So we need to act based on the value of being physically well instead of reacting to everything that comes to us. So exercise is a wonderful way to beat stress. It's a wonderful way to stay in shape. It's a wonderful way to handle all of the pressures that, that, coming, that come to us and also reducing carbohydrates if that's uh, medically approved and getting the right balance in our diet is also critical. And definitely getting seven hours of sleep a night, so important to mental and physical recovery. So physical dimension, habit one, uh, make that connection in your mind and think about yourself. Are you taking any time out for your self-care in your physical dimension and what needs to be done? The next dimension is the spiritual dimension. Now within the spiritual dimension, this is a way of renewing the spiritual self. And when you renew your spiritual self through mindfulness, through meditation, and other relaxation processes through prayer, whatever your practice is that brings you into a place of meaning and oneness and into the present moment will provide leadership to your life. It will bring commitment to, of your values more prominently in front of you so that you can live according to these values. To renew yourself spiritually, you can practice daily meditation. You can practice mindfulness, being in the present moment. You can commune with nature. Uh, you can even immerse yourself in literature or music, anything that helps you transcend the moment. You can practice mindful breathing. And one of my favorites, personally, is prayer. For some of us, prayer really brings us into the moment. It helps us transcend what's so in front of us. And it also inspires us to rise above our circumstances. So practicing what your spiritual renewal practices would be amazing. Because what it will do is it will help you with habit two in, in Covey's book. Because as we continually revise and commit ourselves to our values and our spiritual values, we, we, we uh, highlight ha habit two. We begin with the end in mind. We are seeing a larger perspective. And so habit two uh, is, is truly helped by the practice of a spiritual walk. What about the mental dimension? We've covered so far the physical dimension. We've covered the spiritual dimension. Now we're gonna look at the mental dimension. The goal of renewing our mental health is really to continue expanding our mind. Now, renewing ourselves mentally has so many benefits. Cognitive 
strength is critically important for us to be effective. We have to be able to think. We have to be able to adapt. We have to be able to shift with what's happening in front of us. And that requires good mental strength, resilience, and toughness. So how do you become mentally well? Well, the first thing one says is that you can maybe just keep a journal of your thoughts and your experiences and your insights. You can maybe read a good book, have some good literature, go for walks, go for movies, or go for singing songs, or whatever brings you relief and mental joy. Limit television watching. That's another one that I... I, really recommend for folks who are looking to increase their mental strength. You know, TV is helpful and watching the news is helpful. It's good to be informed. But programs that create stress or deplete our emotional health can affect our mental dimension. So limit television watching to only programs that enrich your life and your mind. When you focus on the mental dimension, you really help yourself with habit three because you're able to manage yourself effectively and manage the use of your time and your resources so that you can do what habit three asks us to do, which is to put first things first. That's a mental process, correct? So that's great. So look, we've covered already the physical dimension and we talked about how it helps with habit one being proactive. We talked a little bit about the spiritual dimension, the renewing of our spiritual self really would help us with habit two as we begin to commit ourselves to values that help us begin with with an end in mind. And then we covered the mental dimension. Literally, we we said that the mental dimension, focusing on our mental dimension, helps us practice habit three by managing ourselves effectively we're able to maximize the use of our time and resources and put first things first. What about the social and emotional dimension? How is that important? The social and emotional dimension is the fourth and final dimension that Covey mentions and talks about and connects to the habits. So the social and emotional dimension is the idea that we renew ourselves by developing meaningful relationships. Relationships are the key. Did you know that health is also tied into who you're around? That certain neurotransmitters in the brain are secreted when we're around people who are positive for us versus those who are negative? It's so interesting, but we can't spend time on that today. That's another podcast. But let's go back to social and emotional dimension and the habits. When we renew ourselves emotionally, when we connect to wanting to understand people, when we want to be involved in projects that are improving the lives of others and improving our lives, when we maintain an abundance mentality and we have good social connections and we really manage our relationships, we are essentially renewing our social and emotional dimension. And when we renew our social and emotional dimension by practicing positive relationship management and readiness, 
we help ourselves practice habits four, five, and six. Yeah, it's like a triple whammy. You get to practice uh, win-win solutions. Um, you, you're really practicing seeking to understand. And you find mutually benefit uh, you find a mutually, mutually beneficial third alternative whenever you reach an impasse, and that's called synergy. You find synergy with others. So let me repeat that. When you're really working on strengthening your social and emotional dimension, what you're doing within the cadre or the framework of this book of Stephen Covey's, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you are practicing habits four, five, and six. That's win-win solutions. That's seeking to understand before being understood. And then also finding synergy, always being able to find an alternative uh, that creates synergy even when you reached a gridlock. So that's a powerful, powerful, powerful um, insight, right? That to know, as Stephen Covey puts it, that not a day goes by that we can't practice some spiritual dimension, that we can serve another human being by making deposits of unconditional love or in some ways improving their existence and thinking win-win. So as we focus on renewing ourselves in these four dimensions that I just mentioned, we've got to also remember that we have to practice these, that it doesn't just happen because we've read it or that I've said it to you. We've got to go back with each habit and truly implement each habit into our lives. Um, You know, the real beauty of the seven habits is that improvement in one habit synergistically increases the ability to improve in other habits. So it's important because when we see one habit improve and we feel more alive, like let's say we're being more proactive as in habit one, well, that can give us energy to get into being a win-win person. Or maybe as we practice being a win-win person, we are more inclined to practice the other habit of seeking first to understand and being understood. These are the synergistic ways in which this book can be so helpful in us changing our perspective. Maybe we're locked into our own way of being. And what we need to see is people in terms of their unseen potential. The more we can see people in terms of their unseen potential, Covey said, the more we can use our imagination rather than our memory. How important is that, right? That we can actually be win-win people. We can renew ourselves. We can sharpen our saw. We can really get better about listening. We can really seek first to understand rather than be understood and that we could begin with an end in mind and that with that, we can really become an effective leader, an effective teammate, an effective parent, uh, an effective other in what other relationships we have. So without doubt, you're gonna have to leave the comfort zone 
of seeing things only your way in order to really get the benefit of this book, to really practice the principles of becoming an effective, uh, interdependent, and conscious leader. So yeah, don't be reactive, be proactive. Begin with your end in mind. Put first things first. Definitely think win-win. Seek first to understand, then be understood. Be a synergy person. Look for synergy. Be the kind of person where one plus one equals three whenever you're around, that there's more possibilities. There's always another alternative that's positive. And lastly, take care of yourself. Sharpen the saw. This is Dr. Sweet. We've come to the conclusion of our seven podcast series on the seven habits of highly effective people. I hope you will go back and listen to these podcasts from time to time as you brush up on each one of the habits and that you would practice these habits and or get some coaching on each of these habits. It doesn't matter where you are, if you're at home or if you're in the boardroom, if you're practicing the seven habits of highly effective people, you will be working hard on your perceptions and you will be working hard on your awareness and you will be changing your inner self so that you can be a synergy person, that you can be a leader who gets others excited and and that you're an influencer in your world. Thanks again and looking forward to catching up with you on other podcasts that we have coming up. This is Dr. Sweet. Take care.